Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 131 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I chat with the millennial dating guru herself, Lindsay Metzler. You may know her as the host of the ever-popular We Met at Acme podcast, but today the tables have turned. We get to hear all about Lindsay's recovery journey, and she even drops some sober dating tips and advice for us. This episode is fantastic, so let's get into it. We get dry with little help from our friends. Join our four-week group coaching program with like-minded women who want to change their relationship with alcohol once and for all. You will have weekly homework, group chats, and peer support. Head to asobergirlsguide.com and sign up today. Well, hello, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I am so excited to talk to you. First of all, I love like your Instagram and TikTok posts, like all your tips and tricks for dating and all that good stuff. Like they're so great. I really love them. Thank you. I actually have been a huge fan of your Instagram for a long time. (laughs) I have a Finsta. Do you know what a Finsta is? No. It's like a fake Instagram that's just for your friends to follow and like you post like things that you wouldn't normally post on your real Insta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have one and I've been following a sober girl's guide like since like the moment I got sober because I wasn't like out yet with my sobriety, you know, and it was so helpful. So thank you for Oh my God, that's so cool. I've been, you've been following like underground. You're like my undercover lover. (laughs) Undercover (laughs) lover, exactly. That's so cool. Um, I wanted to talk obviously about like your amazing podcast and what you have going on with We Met at Acme, but I wanted to touch on, you know, your sobriety journey and, and what that looks like for you. And like you said, like you weren't 
really out with being sober. Um, mm-hmm. What what was it like before you got sober? What was kind of your backstory? Yeah. So I was, I have an interesting backstory because it's not necessarily about drinking. Okay. I, my thing was smoking weed. Like I was just obsessed with weed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it wasn't really like, it was really my thinking that was like messed up because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, most people who choose to be sober or like need to be sober, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. um, they are trying to escape from themselves. And, yeah. and I was very, I grew up very type A and I was always trying to be the opposite of that. Like I was like, I just want to mm-hmm. be that chill girl, that like easygoing girl that doesn't exist, you know, but like, I'll yeah. Um, oh my God. Yes. I think everyone is chasing that girl. Everyone is chasing her and she yeah. just doesn't exist. And like, it's just so unrealistic, but mm-hmm. I, I just like, it started because I actually couldn't really drink like I was such a pussy with with alcohol like I would just like go to the I just couldn't get like drinks down so I was like so my friends were smoke or starting to smoke so I was like let me just start smoking I grew up in New York City and like everything was so fast-paced like my friends were doing coke when we were in middle school and like it was wild yes yes um and so I okay I couldn't I couldn't do any of that at least until I got to college yeah, um, of course. And, and so I was smoking weed like a lot. Um, and I, I thought that it agreed with me. I was like, it's so fun. Like, I'm so chill when I smoke everyone. Like, I never care about like things that I normally would care about when I'm not smoking or when I'm like, you know, sober or whatever. And, um, so it just became this thing that like, I was like, I'm so fun and I laugh and woohoo. And I was like, I'm going to do this every moment of my life from now on, which like is not really so normal. Um, and then I did. And then I was like high for legitimately 13 years straight. Like, like uh, every moment of the day, except for maybe like an hour or two, or like Whoa. if I had, or if I had like a longer meeting, maybe like three hours. Um, yeah. But like it just like got worse and worse as I got older. Um, and drinking became a part of it too. Like I stopped being a pussy and I started really liking tequila on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my drink of choice. I've, I'm actually allergic to wine. Like, you know, you hear people say that all the time who are sober. Like I'm allergic. Like yeah. I have an anaphylaxis. And oh, wow. so I would like go straight to tequila and just drink like tequila on the rocks and then have a joint before bed and like Whoa. completely not remember a thing. Like there were at wow. least probably like, most of my 20s, probably eight years of my 20s that I have no recollection. And I feel so terrible to this day, like running into people from those times, even people I went on dates with and I have no idea who they are. Like no idea. Um, Like, did we? Yeah. Like I, (laughs) no clue. Um, So that is like my, why I needed to get or why it like became unmanageable story. Mm. Okay. And, and why do you think like, have you gotten to, I guess, do the work and kind of 
gotten into the self-discovery part of like why you felt you needed to, you needed these substances or needed something to, to alter your state for all those years? I think it was honestly just because I thought that it was making me better. I thought that it was making me chiller. I thought that it was making me get along better with my parents. And it was actually doing the opposite of all of those things. I thought it was helping my anxiety, which I'm sure, you know, so many people think that drinking or smoking helps with their anxiety. Like it actually creates anxiety. And, and it took me a while to figure out, like I would, I would do so much therapy and like, you know, I, nothing was changing in my life until I gave up weed and alcohol and like became completely sober. Wow. That's so interesting. Especially like, I mean, especially with pot, like everyone thinks like, oh yeah, it's like so good for your anxiety. Yeah. Like like legalize it. Yeah. Not not for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And there's the whole like California sober, which I think is total BS, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, I am, I'm not a person who does that or like partakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've tried, trust me, I've tried to like it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, I don't even know why I've tried to like it, to be honest. But like, yeah, I think because of anxiety and because of, um, you know, I, yeah, sometimes you need to kind of turn off or you think you need to turn off or, you know, I don't know. It just you feel like you need to be, I definitely was chasing that like fun girl like that. Totally. That just like, nothing bothers me. I'm right. totally fine. So chill. Yeah. Like, um, I know that like, I'm not supposed to be asking the questions here, but I am yeah. curious um, what your sobriety story is. I'm sure you talked about it a million times on your podcast, but maybe mm. like a one minute summary. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I had basically been trying to get sober for 10 years. Um, I was living in LA. I was a full-time DJ, which just like, come on, added fuel to the fire, free uh-huh. alcohol. Like I would feel bad for not drinking it. Um, right. <laughs> Cause it's free. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I was definitely a party girl. I really felt that especially alcohol was like my kind of claim to fame as far as like relationships go you know like I was the person who could get you bottle service I will get you the table you know I'll get you into that club because I had the connections I was a DJ in LA like you know I I was Mm -hmm. like I had the golden ticket so right I mean that really made me feel important it made me feel like oh this is what I can do this is what I can offer people Mm-hmm. Um, but in the long run, I ended up like killing myself and like just hating myself and not like lots of self-abandonment, you know, um, from decisions made from hurting people that I loved and just like, I mean, I got pregnant and I'm a lesbian. So you would have thought that would be my rock bottom. Uh-huh. Um, no, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Um, keep going. So yeah, so I didn't really think I had a problem. I just I well, I knew it was a problem, let's be honest, but like I didn't really I guess want to do anything about it because it mm-hmm. was so um ingrained in 
my relationships and I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to be lonely really. Um, so, but, but my body kind of made that choice for me. I began to have crazy anxiety attacks, like debilitating. Like I couldn't stand up at work and change the song without like shaking and wanting to like crawl out of my body. Mm. It was the like the worst, worst feeling. And um, so naturally I drank a lot of beer like to kind of subside that. Um, that mm-hmm. doesn't work. Um, so literally it was like a physical reaction. Like I had to physically change something in in my life or else like I was not going to be able to go to work. I was losing money. And, you know, when you work for yourself, that doesn't pan out too well. Um, So I literally could see the trajectory of my life if I was going to keep drinking and my anxiety was just amping up and like every day something worse would happen. And I'm like, I'm I'm totally going to be homeless. Like LA is not cheap. I'm going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I kind of did this kind of exercise with myself. I didn't even know I was doing it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go through like my daily life, like my daily activities and like figure out like what I'm actually doing that I am enjoying in my life. And it wasn't a lot like at all. Mm-hmm. I was just on autopilot the whole time. I would sleep until I had to go to work. Um, I found out that I didn't like work like I didn't like my job at all so I I really made this like decision to do things that I really wanted to do so that naturally eliminated alcohol like it was just like nope this is not fitting so I was really lonely for a long time I lost friends and I was like like, quotation marks because they weren't friends like come on it was a joke so yeah I I completely changed my life I quit DJing I went back to school I got my coaching certification Um, I mean I started a sober girls guide like what four years ago now Um, and yeah like just moved to Canada (laughs) amazing yeah so I literally have just been like using that as my like guiding compass like okay is this actually something that I want to do or am I doing it to appease other people because especially in LA you do a lot of shit to appease a lot of people right you know it sounded super cool to tell people that I was a DJ Mm -hmm. and like in my like gut I'm like I fucking hate this yeah. I am despising this. Mm-hmm. Like, so of course you're going to be miserable. Of course you're going to search for outside things, right? Right. Like, if you don't like who you kind of are, what you're doing in your life, you're not aligned. You're, you're, you're kind of going against the grain. Mm-hmm. It's not how yeah. like life is supposed to be, I don't think. Yeah, that's awesome that you figured that out and just like that, yeah. that you started uh, something for other like sober women I feel like that's massive and so helpful thanks yeah and I found like a lot of there wasn't a lot of stuff for I mean back back in the day like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago (laughs) so old um there wasn't a lot of like options at all yeah it was just it was just AA and 
yeah, it was it was kind of tough. I didn't really jive with AA. I, I like AA. I love like their their principles, the foundations, mm-hmm. fantastic. The structure, yes. Right? Like, do you find like structure in your sobriety is key? Key. I, I really yeah. love it. I love um the idea behind like giving your like giving your sobriety to someone else, like like helping another. Mm. Um person and like that's like such a huge part of like why you choose to be sober is so that you could pass it on and like that stuff I really really love because totally I'm all about like those acts of service and you know that like keeps me wanting to like among other things just wanting to like stay in that in that headspace and and stuff yeah so how did you kind of make the transition or make the realization like hey like pot and alcohol are no longer serving me like what was the next step for you so for me it was funny because I like I would say I had a rock bottom like a year Mm. before I actually chose to get to get sober um that's always how it happens yeah like it's (laughs) never like oh the next morning I walked myself to no yeah um and I had a friend who was sober and she had like tried to convince me a little bit here and there. And I was like, no, she's just like projecting her own shit onto me. Like I feel bad for her. It's so sad. Um, (laughs) And I think I got to, there was like a morning where I was like, I just don't want to wake up and like smoke weed today. Like I just like, I really don't like it's smelly and like, it's, I just can't. Yeah. And I, and I woke up and I smoked and I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like this sucks. And I needed it. Like I needed to smoke to wake up. I needed it to eat, to drink. Like it was crazy. And I was like, I don't want to rely on this. Like, I don't want to have to like bring this on every vacation. Like I'm done. Mm. And so I, I, I texted, I G chatted her. She happened to be on G chat. And I was like, I, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Like, are there, I asked if there were like meetings um, for people who like just smoke weed Mm -hmm. because like I would maybe relate to them more. And there happened to be one that was like, five minutes away from me that started in five minutes it was like you know very much like aligned and I was like okay I'm going and I went um and I've been sober ever since which is really wild whoa and how long ago was I it will be three years in October what yeah that's amazing (laughs) oh my god congratulations thank you thank you so how has that kind of changed your life and and your relationships I know you said like oh you thought you were so much better with your parents when you were smoking weed. oh my god <laughs> no it's changed everything for the better like I yeah. you know similar to you I got rid of like 
friends uh-huh. um, that like, you know, were just like the people I smoked and like drank with and yeah. whatever. Um, and I got closer with like real friends. Um, mm-hmm. And I got closer with my family. Like a, a lot of it was like making me paranoid. It's like the paranoia and the oh. anxious. And like, I was finally able to like set that paranoia aside and just like be like a good daughter and a good sister and a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, really, it got to a point where I was like always questioning people's intentions. Like it was mm. so exhausting, I'm sure for people who were friends with me. And mm-hmm. I finally was able to like, just embrace everyone and like, just like be happy. Um, and then like my romantic relationships were so much better after that. I think I was like attracting just like the wrong person um for so long mm-hmm. with like because I I like wouldn't even date someone if they weren't like okay with me smoking at all times like it was like that crazy um and so the p- people I was attracting were like people who either were like addicts themselves yeah or just like shitty people who like didn't care about the health of their partner clearly you know yeah like um, I mean if cannabis is your number one priority Right. Like, like they were just like, cool. I like that about her. Um, And so I started to, you know, have realizations. I was like in a relationship when I got sober and um, a great guy, but just, you know, it made, it was like more and more clear to me. It's like, once you stop drinking, everyone around you is an alcoholic, you know, you're just like, wow, you have an unhealthy relationship. You have an unhealthy relationship. Um, whether it's true or not, um, because you, you can't really take other people's inventory, but it was hard for me because my ex was like, you know, a big drinker and -hmm. that was just like his culture and where he came from. And so I was just like I, I couldn't do it just I, it was like and and among other things that were not going well with us and yeah. so then my now partner um I, who I live with and he is like you know he's really wonderful he doesn't drink like in the house like not because he's like doing that for me he just like doesn't care about drinking yeah. um he uh is just like way more tame almost to the point where I'm like can you get drunk so I can like watch you be drunk um I can live vicariously through you exactly exactly so yeah it's really um it's really been nice uh having someone who um understands and also I feel like I like attracted someone that I really am like proud to be with because of all the work that I did on myself too. So. Whoa. I love that. Someone that you're proud to be with. Yeah. That is so amazing. That's a really awesome feeling. Yeah, totally. What do you think it was your biggest fear about, about getting sober? I think my biggest fear about getting sober was just like everything future related. Um, Mm. I was like, you know, like, I'm gonna not drink at my wedding, like, what am I yeah. gonna do, like, my kids bought mitzvah, like, it was, like, always, like, something in the future, yeah. um, and, like, that didn't really matter, because it was, that's, all I had to focus on was, like, that day, or, like, you know, that week, or whatever, 
Yeah. Um, I care so much about what people think. Like I'm a Libra. What's your sign, by the way? Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I care so much about what people think. It's like, it can be crippling sometimes. So I was like, people are going to think that I'm like a loser. People are going to judge me. Like no one's going to think I'm chill. That's for sure. (laughs) Like (laughs) that fun girl just went way out the uh window. Like, no, no, no. Um, But like anyone that has had a problem and I'm sure it's the same for you with me drinking. Yeah is a red flag of a human being like or should examine their own relationships to substances because like normal sweet wonderful kind friends and people they just don't care like no one is focusing on whether someone no one needs someone else to be drinking to feel better you know yeah, definitely. And it's like, why, if you're hanging out with people who don't want you to be bettering yourself and doing something that is right for you, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Right. That's no, 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 no. Like just, agree more. It's, I think it's so selfish, right? Like people want a drinking partner. It's always like that, that old saying, um, water seeks its own level. Uh-huh. Exactly. And it's like, that cannot like that that doesn't just apply to like drinking and like people who are sober versus not. It's like if you want to start eating healthy and then your friend yeah. is like, no, like you're gonna have this burger with me. It's like, dude, like let her eat healthy if she yeah. wants. You know, it's like don't drag her to your level because you're like insecure about her decision. Yeah, it's total insecurity and like fear of like maybe not relating to someone or like being on the same like level or same vibe yeah it's it's total I mean it totally comes out of fear for sure um I want to talk about your your podcast how did you start we met at Acme so I started the podcast um actually before I was sober I started it like almost four years ago now And I had found myself just dumped out of the blue on my birthday, on my 27th birthday. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Like, I thought that I was this like whiz when it came to dating. Like I was like, all my (laughs) friends came for me for like for dating advice. Like how, what's happening here? Yeah. And I went to go listen to like a dating podcast, but there were no dating podcasts at the time, which was so crazy. Um, it was really just like crime and news and there was nothing like millennial, which I could relate to. And so I was like, maybe I could just like grab a friend and start talking about dating and start recording it. And someone out there could relate to this. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it began. And then as it's evolved, it's like, you know, I'll have guests on who are experts in whatever field and teach me so much. And I've learned so much along the way, but I really created it to, create like this safe haven for people to go who are just struggling with dating. And Mm. throughout like the, the years I've been doing it, I learned so much about dating myself that now it's kind of turned into like, you know, me trying to be a big sister and, and like warn or help all these people with dating. Like, this is what did not work for me. This is, you know, what X, Y, and Z. And so that's, that's how it all began. You are totally the big sister. Uh, it's like the perfect way to describe it. I love it. <laughs> um, what is 
what do you think you would be like your best dating advice to someone? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. So my best dating advice would be, and this is actually really funny. I'm not supposed to be (laughs) showing you this, but we have merch coming out soon. And this is my best. It says, if you're confused, they're not interested. Ooh. If you don't know how they do they point blank are not interested in you. It's just a fact. Yeah what I've learned yes oh my god I'm like why is this taking so long (laughs) like I'm going back into the archives I'm like Uh uh-huh uh yeah oh my Uh god that's that's so true okay on the other side of the coin what is like the worst dating advice like maybe that you've been given or like Mm. something that you've heard out there like you know there's a lot of people popping up now um trying to follow in your footsteps um, <laughs> what is like the worst dating advice that you've heard? Ooh, Ooh so good. <laughs> the worst dating advice is, and like, this is very controversial of me to say, but like, okay. is when people are like, just send the text. Like, uh, don't no. send the text. Yeah. Like, do, just don't send the text is, is my yes. dating advice. Because like, you know, you you have to like it, it sucks it sucks that dating is kind of a game but like you yeah. it has to be until you guys both get to a certain point like you have to not put all your cards on the table at once like you just can't you know yeah I mean it's a little mystery is always nice and if you have to even like go there to like question if you should send a text or do exactly. exactly or even do something like that is, you know, a red flag. Right. Well, that's such mm-hmm. a good point. It's like, if you are questioning, don't. Yeah. Because if it was like someone great, like you probably wouldn't be questioning. Yeah. Um, and obviously there are exceptions and sometimes, you know, things can be hard to read in the beginning, but for the most part, um, don't. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. 
Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Don't double text. Don't don't <laughs> send that text. Don't be cringe. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for people who are sober and dating? That so, is a tricky to- like topic. It certainly is, and I'm curious yeah. for you. So, are you in a relationship at the moment? That's a funny question. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's um, a situationship. Okay. I have definitely dug into uh, the attachment styles uh-huh. and I am fucked, basically. So what's your attachment <laughs> style? Um, okay. I feel like I'm two different types of attachment styles for different parts of my brain, like different times of the day. Oh. Yeah. Um, maybe I kind of go towards anxious okay but I know and I try and course correct and I then I end up avoidant so you're at both ends of the I'm fucked yeah (laughs) yes that's really funny um Uh, yeah okay so I'm also dating but I'm kind of dating someone who's an avoidant like hardcore Ooh, yeah that can be tough that can be tough it's very tough and I'm trying to like take it as an experiment because it's great every time we're like hanging out and together it's a great learning lesson let's just say that as long as you're learning and growing yeah. oh totally like so much yeah but dating yeah. sober, I mean, it's it's definitely hard, especially because people can be super judgmental. Like, I've had someone reach out to me and be like, oh, they're sober. Like, is that a red flag or deal breaker? And I refuse to post a question like that because I'm like, yeah. it's neither. And you need therapy. <laughs> like, saying um, yeah, like projection. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, it's crazy. So I have tons of friends who are sober and date mm-hmm. and who are single or in relationships. I personally feel, and like, again, controversial thought here mm-hmm. that it's hard to date someone else who's sober if you're sober. Um, oh, okay. 
for me that this is a personal thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you are sober, you're more likely to be like selfish, but you're working on it. Mm-hmm. Like you're selfless now. Yeah. But you had moments of selfishness. Oh, and, totally. And potential narcissism. Mm-hmm. And so for you to be with someone who has such a similar personality type um, mm. could be tough. Like, like I find that like I can have an addictive personality at times. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date someone who does too. Like I want to date um, like a muggle as they say, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need that balance. Exactly. Yes. And so for me, I, like would if you're you know if you're sober and you're listening to this and you're dating like yeah I would look into dating someone who isn't sober but doesn't have a problem either you know what I mean like yeah yeah, yeah. just like a normal person who has a glass of wine every once in a while yeah. and doesn't cause drama like that to me is ideal um I also think that like it's important to bring it up before it's like getting serious like Mm. I I don't know how you would really avoid bringing it up but like I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing it up before a first date saying something like yeah um like I don't drink but like would love to grab ice cream or Mm -hmm. you know like would you be open to like a park walk or coffee instead like yeah you know it depends on your how comfortable you feel at a bar and things like that but yeah um I don't know. I just, I feel like it's important to just like say your truth up front. Yes. What do you think? I completely agree because I have been on some first dates where I didn't mm. say anything and it was a disaster. Mm. I mean, not only because like the person turned out to be like kind of a raging alcoholic, but oh, no. they actually got like, it was an issue for them that I didn't drink. Oh, I hate that. So like if I would have done, you know, my due diligence and like sa- and said that and stated that from from the get-go, I would mm-hmm. have like definitely avoided like a horrible date. Yeah, like there you just go. horrible. Mhm. So, yeah, I think being like definitely open and honest and I think it's also like whatever you're kind of looking for too. Like I'd, I, my end goal is like, I would love to get married someday. Yeah. So that's going to affect like how I date. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, you know, I'm not into like one night stands. I'm not into like just meeting people. I'm like, I'm not dating for sport, I guess. I'm, I'm dating for, right. <laughs> for a long time. Commitment. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess the quickest I can vet someone, the better. Mm-hmm. for everyone I think mm-hmm. yeah I love yeah. that and I agree yeah. I think get it over with in the beginning um and then like if I think also how they respond to it like shows you a lot about them too totally totally shows you their character because really mm-hmm. it shouldn't be an issue agreed yeah and if like that's the only thing you have like in your dating kind of like toolbox is like to go get drinks boring (laughs) like there's a whole world out there and you're like you're just gonna go to a bar 
Yeah. Meh. Come Agreed. on. Feel mm-hmm. creative, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. One more question I want to ask. Um, sober sex. Mm. How so- has that changed? Like any advice for that? Like any personal stories? That was a really scary thing for me because as someone who would like smoke weed, that like, I think like factually makes sex better. Like it makes it feel better and like you just feel more in your senses and whatever. So I was like, oh shit, like now I'm going to have horrible sex forever. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, And then really like anything, it's so much about like your partner and Mm. who they are and your connection together and if you have that like amazing connection with them like sex is great it's wonderful sober sex is really hot like just be Mm -hmm. good at sex like the only thing it does is like reveal who sucks at sex and (laughs) like who's like not trying to actually make you feel good um but for me it's been really good and it, it was not something I should have been as afraid of as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think like any kind of sex, like it gets better as you get to know the partner that you're having it with. Um, mm-hmm. But, and there's always different things that you could do that don't involve like escaping yourself, getting fucked up, taking something, um, toys and mm-hmm lube and whatever it is you're into um yeah that's not that's totally allowed so I don't know what do you think about sober sex yeah I think at first I was terrified because I don't think I've ever had sex sober mm-hmm. like at all I've had I've always had at least one drink for mm-hmm. sure um, and I think that was more to do with me, obviously, than than the person. And I think being sober, I've really kind of have this newfound, like, sex is sacred now. Mm-hmm. Like, my body is is sacred, and I really appreciate that. And, you know, I I was having sex with people I definitely should not have. Like, just point blank, not attracted to them, like, not, it's like an energy exchange. Like, I should not have been doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like ugh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now it's like just so much more, I think it's more like heightened and interesting and, like I said, like sacred. Like yes. it is, it takes a lot to like get there and mm-hmm. when it, when it is like when those like boundary like, the I guess walls are like down it is awesome I think Agreed. it's like the, I think it's the best sex I've ever had for sure I I agree and you actually reminded yeah. me like going back to sober dating like you know if you like someone 10,000 times more when you're yes. sober on a date with them than when you are fucked up like the lines are so blurred and you don't know how you feel and like you, you just, you really know so much more when you're going into that date sober and yeah. leaving that date sober. Well, did you feel like maybe like when you were, were, weren't sober that you kind of like fantasize more, I guess, or like was, were kind of like maybe would stretch and make 
concessions for people more or like let them kind of get away with stuff because you're like totally I just just really want this to work or like oh he has this really great job (laughs) oh my god all the time all the time and when you're sober like you just have to be real with yourself which is like such a blessing yeah it's scary I think it's scary because being real kind of ups the ante or chances of being alone mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah terrifying for a lot of people it is but then you realize like you would rather be alone than with someone that you're only interested in because every time you hang out you mm-hmm. are so fucked up that True. you don't actually even know how you really feel about them touche or you do know, and you're just like, eh, just keep drinking. It'll go away. Exactly. It'll get better. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Lindsay, I have one more question. What is one piece of advice you could give someone who's listening right now who is maybe sober or going through a rough time or thinking of getting sober? What, what piece of advice would you give someone? I would say just think about... Um, you know, who you, like, it sounds so silly, but like who you wanted to be when you were younger. Mm. And like, I just have a feeling that it had nothing to do with drinking um, or smoking Mm -hmm. or any of those things. And so I think oftentimes when we think about like what we wanted for ourselves before we started drinking and before we started smoking or doing coke or whatever our thing is um it like that is who we really are and so like if you feel Mm. sober curious you feel like you like kind of are lost touch with who that person is like you can find them again yeah like there you have that amazing opportunity to be sober and like be back in touch with that person so I love that. That's oh, that's so true. Like get back to your like inner child. It's like coming home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Coming home to exactly. That's awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for thank you so much for having me. Your sharing and your experiences. Um, also, where can people find you? They can find me at We Met at Acme on Instagram or my personal at Linz, L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z, Linz Metz. Um, and you can listen to We Met at Acme wherever you listen to podcasts. Woo! Yes, definitely listen to the podcast. It's gold. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. How fun is Lindsay? Definitely need to listen to her podcast. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. I couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, follow, and comment. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you covered. Whatever stage of your recovery journey you're at, we got you. We got tips, tricks, how-tos. We even have challenges, workbooks, And of course, group coaching and guide certification program. Head to asobergirlsguide.com now. As always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.